check, check. Mic check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex pistons. On FlatbyMax.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. The debut episode of the Fly Racing Moto 60 show for 2024. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great uh, Christmas holidays and New Year and all of that. We appreciate you listening and watching. We put this show on video last year on uh, for the outdoors on YouTube, and it was a it was a pretty big success. So we decided to do it again once we worked out the very difficult salary negotiations over around a golf. But we figured that out, and we're happy to have you back for another year, uh, watching and listening here on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to talk some Anaheim one this Saturday. A1, it's time. All the bullshit stops when the gate drops. Yeah. Um, hey, we're going to have a, a multi-time Supercross and Motocross champion, Zach Osborne, on the show all Supercross season. So every Thursday, Zach is going to weigh in on, on the races, the topics off the sport, all of that. Love Zacho, love his opinion. Uh, very smart guy and obviously did it at the highest level. So super stoked to have Zacho on all year long. Jason Thomas will uh, join us as well. Uh, so happy to have him back on, and we'll rotate the second guest in and out, but Zacco will be a, a constant uh, throughout the year. So thank you to Fly Racing for making this show happen. Check them out at your local dealer and motorsport.com as well. Uh, really great guys at Fly Racing. The Formula S helmet is simply next level. It's got the Rion technology. It's got a helmet with a brain. And, uh, yeah, you get the app. You download the app, all of that. And check it out, flyracing.com, Formula S helmet. And I'm not kidding when I say it could save your life, people. It really could. They've redesigned the BOA placement on some of their pants. They've changed some stretch panels on some of their pants. And without a doubt, 2024 Fly is much much improved over last year looks wise and functionality and all of that so thank you to the folks at fly racing plum creek funding get vertex decal works 100 maxis all on board with us again for this year thank you to our partners there's codes to save with 100 decal works plum creek funding get uh, all of it uh, lots of codes to save so that's information is all under the pulpamexshow.com page under other partners so we're looking forward to having those guys on here giving some things away on this show as well, what we do, it's what we do. 100% goggles and a pair of Fly Racing FR5 boots as well to give away on the show. So really cool of those guys to do it. Taking your phone calls over there in the corner, holding things down. He's back for another year. Showing up first. Showing up first. He's going to bring it to a new level. Yeah, he told buddy. me for 2024. The Tits, what's up? Thank Hello, you. Hello, Steven. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for coming in all year long. All year. All year. Yep. Uh, and the new guy. On the, comes to this show. He's back for, for Supercross, like we mentioned. He's working the video cameras, doing all the uh, images that you see on YouTube and everything else. The Travis Marks. Marks Dog, what's up? Only here for the enormous salary that I have negotiated for myself. Yep. Why? Travis, why'd you ruin fantasy for everybody? I, I hate money. Yeah. yeah I'm okay. greedy. Yeah. I hate money. <laughs> I make bad business decisions, and that's okay. all there is all to right. it. Good enough. Yeah, I, I've been blaming everybody, uh, blaming you to everybody. So that's fine. Hopefully that yeah, works out. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's get Zach Osborne on the line. I want to thank the folks at Vertex, their premier choice for aftermarket pistons, gaskets, and complete engine rebuild kits for ATVs, UTVs, and dirt bikes. Manufactured in Italy, Vertex pistons are both cast and forged. While the gaskets are proudly made in the USA, they're a member of the All Balls Racing Group. And at uh, allballsracinggroup.com, you can learn more about everything that those guys have. They go all in so you can ride all out. Vertex, precision equals performance. Thank you to Vertex for coming on board. And also, we do outside the industry sponsors on this show as well. Plumcreekfunding.com. Discount code, 
Hashtag high ceilings. I do not endorse that code, but that is the code. Uh, if you're looking to purchase a home in 2024, the rates have dropped, and maybe now is the time. Your first-time buyer or investor, if you have a vacation home like Mark's, Plum Creek funding has programs that suit your needs. If you already own your house and you want to pull some cash out, contact Zach, 720-212-4685. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Thank you to Zach and Plum Creek Funding for coming back on the show as well. Appreciate that. All right, let's get to our... Our guest here to talk Anaheim one. We got some lines open still seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to call in and ask us a question or give us your thoughts on Anaheim one, but when you come to Anaheim one, you're coming in with some of these guys are coming in with expectations to win, expectations to uh, uh, win a ch- championship, win a race, finish on the podium, be a top ten guy, all of that, and there are going to be some hearts broken. And uh, certainly, this guy knows the game of Supercross well. It is Zach Osborne. What's up, Zacho? What's up? I just want to start off by saying I am not Zach from Plum Creek Financing or whatever that Plum was. Plum Creek Funding. Yeah, you are not. Plum Creek Funding, I am not. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, hey, buddy, thank you for doing the show all year. I really, I'm stoked you agreed to it. Uh, I think our listeners are really going to benefit from your experience. You've uh, won at every level. And, uh, yeah, so it's super cool to have you, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked about it. Um, it's a cool opportunity for me uh, to share my little bit of insight. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Awesome, cool. Hey, so you've been a guy. Not now. Look, you've been a champion outdoors. I don't know if you ever came into Supercross being like, "Hey, I can win the championship." But you certainly came in to Supercross at your peak, four fifty Supercross or two fifties. So yeah, two fifties. You wanted to win a title, four fifties. Um, let's talk four fifties. You came in being like, "Hey, I can win races. I can make the podium. Like I'm, I'm feeling really well." Um, and then sometimes it doesn't work out at the first race, and you have to reassess. I guess from my question to you, Zacho, is like, and I've seen it as a mechanic end of things, no matter how good you feel coming in and where your expectations are for Anaheim 1, uh, you never really quite know, do you? You never really know, um, that, that's for sure. Um, and it's one of those things that can go sideways, like, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, in, in my opinion, we saw that with Jason Anderson last year in, like, the first or second session, he had that big crash. And it's so hard to, like, get the snowball headed back up the hill um and man uh you know you work all winter you do tests you do riding you do training you do all the things and you show up there and you feel prepared and um that's just how easy it can go sideways you know does it really like so and and you want to talk about a guy like christian craig he was fastest in the first session anaheim one untimed right well timed but that doesn't count i think he was and in the second one i think he was near the top and he eats shit in the whoops the next session he's banged up at he gets an 11th or 12th at the opener, and it kind of never gets better. That's what we're talking yeah. about here, huh? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, for the, the guys who are there to win a championship, I think that they, they leave with a, a fifth or a third, and they're like, okay, you know, we can build on that. I didn't get 12th, yeah. um, or I didn't DNF, or, you know, lose a ball of points, and I have to completely reverse this um, negative momentum I've got going. Um, but it's definitely easy to get sidetracked right off the bat. You and I, and this is comes from the mechanic end of things. Like, I you know you test all off season. Now I none of the guys I worked with did a Baker's factory with other elite guys. But whether it's Timmy or Nick or whoever working with them in the off season, hey, I like this setting. I'm happy with this setting. Okay, cool. We go to A1, and that setting is no longer working. And I wonder, Zacho, is it a like, there's nothing like racing, but again, like, you guys were pretty intense at Baker's Factory, so this may not totally apply to you. There's nothing like racing, so you're pushing your body and your bike harder, and now the setup that you love doesn't work. Um, or is it a case of, like, hey, man, this hard California dirt, you know, I haven't quite had that, because a lot of those the test tracks in California are red clay and a little different than Anaheim. So when it comes to a setup and being happy and changing What's that like at the first round? Like, how hard is it to be like, no, stay the course. This is what I like. It's not me. You know, it's it's the track. It's the, the first race. It's nerves. All of that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, that's a two-part question. For me, I was never really like a quote-unquote setup guy. I like, I, I like to mm-hmm. find something that I like and really just grind into it the whole season. And, and I knew that it was probably not going to be totally optimal for California um, when the moisture came up and, you know, the, the lights came on. So you never panicked. Um, you never panicked. You knew that no, you were at. Okay. 
Yep. No, I, I never panic, but also, you know, there are guys who, who will panic. Um, they've been riding East Coast dirt for the last four or five months, mm-hmm. and um, their, you know, test tracks are always a little bit more tacky than um, what Anaheim is after after the moisture comes up. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be some freakouts, I would say, some guys who <laughs> come in and completely have a different bike for whatever uh, yeah. San Francisco is, you know, whatever that looks like. Um but yeah, it's very easy to get spun right off the bat. Um, I feel like Anaheim always has these really weird, um, it's not even like the track build, but there's often like this flat little pocket, um, out of the corner that's super slick, like between the end of the rut and the face of the jump, Mm -hmm. um, that, that really, really slicks off and is super tricky to like get the, you know, the obstacle right out of the corner. If it's, especially if it's like a big triple in or something like that. Um, that that can be really techy. So um, it's kind of a special place, a lot of pressure, you know, a lot of nerves, yeah. a lot on the line right at the beginning of the season. So it's easy to get there and hate your bike and um, be back to the drawing board right off the bat. So you told me before the show you made some notes. Uh, I want to make sure I touch on things that, you've t- that you want to talk about. You're the expert here. Uh, I just held the pit board. Um, what what do you want to talk about? What what interests you? What excites you? What grabs you for Anaheim one? And is is something that's on the on the front of your mind on on, on how interested you are? Um, Prado is is a huge piece for me. Um, I think there's there's a lot of potential. You know, I've seen him riding. Um, obviously, test tracks are always different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like public tracks are always different. But he looks really good. Um, I watched him a lot when he was here. In I think the end of 2017 when he was riding like the TLD KTM mm-hmm. um, track for a little while and he's a really good rider. Obviously he's world class talent. He's probably the youngest um, best talent we've maybe ever seen from from Europe come and try to do Supercross. And I think that he has big ambitions of you know completely leaving Europe and yeah. coming here. So that's a huge interest to me. I think I'm pretty high on his. I'm pretty optimistic. Are you really? Um, okay. Yep. Yep. I, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win races. I don't think he's going to get on the podium, but um, he's the best starter maybe of our generation. Um, you know, he's like a, an Alessi level starter, mm-hmm. but he's a world champion. So it kind of gets overshadowed actually how, how good he is at starts, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like Alessi just was a good starter. He's, yeah. you know, he's the whole package. Um, and I think that's hugely beneficial. Um, there's no question marks in my mind about his fitness. Craft will come, you know. Um, he's still pretty young, and he he just doesn't have the 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 race time um, in Supercross. On and and, and it, like I said, it'll come. But mm-hmm. for me, I think if he gets to a track that he's comfortable on, if these first couple tracks are a little bit mellow, and he can kind of get get his feet wet. Um, maybe he pulls a whole shot, wins a heat race or something like that. But I think, you know, top 10 is pretty, pretty yeah. easy in my opinion. Okay. Um, but he, he's my, probably my biggest, um, excitement. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. We've had plenty of guys do that before. I mean, Kenny did it not in the 450 class. Uh, Everett's came over and, as a 450 rider, you know, in, in the premier class. Uh, we've seen guys like that jump in at the in, in beginning of the year. And it's interesting. And typically Zacho, Anaheim one track's a little easier, which is a nice yeah. nice thing for Jorge to get into, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, it's typically easier. The only thing that could be is when it gets wet, um, like it has been this week, mm-hmm. it can get super technical with, you know, ruddy transitions and ruddy corners. Yep. Um, but I, I think that it's pretty dry for the rest of the week, right? So yep. I think he, you know, he should have a pretty good racetrack, and um, I expect him to pull a whole shot and, you know, run at the front, honestly. So um, you still have a lot of connections with the Austrian group. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about this in our text. So I've heard from some people that would know that Chase Sexton, his offseason's it's been okay. It's not one of those things where he can't believe how good the bike is and he's never been better, like typical riders, typical you riders. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a rough go for him getting used to the KTM. Have you heard this, Zacho, and what's your thoughts? Um, I have heard that. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't think that 
I don't know. I, I really have no idea. I definitely don't get the warm and fuzzies when I watch his interviews. Like, mm-hmm. this is the sickest bike, you know, like <laughs> right, right. anytime you, as a rider, even, you know, even a rider at your level, when you get a brand new bike, things sick, right? Like yeah. you're stoked to go riding, got some new gear, like you're ready to rip. But, yep. um, I haven't, I just, I don't know. I just yeah. haven't seen that from him. Um, in, in the interviews and stuff I watched, um, Last year, I did a little bit of training with Chase and, like, you know, was around him a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, man, I, I think what he had was really good, but yeah. I, I hope the best for him. I, I think he can get it turned around. There's, you know, well, some smart people there. They should yeah. be able to, to make it happen. He's all world talent, so that'll always Oh, yeah, come no through. doubt. Right, yeah. Um, Zach Osborne here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, thank you to the folks at Maxis Tires, by the way, for coming on board. Uh, great tires, and Jace Kessler's running them. Uh, the, um, the, um, uh, PRMX guys, Cade and those guys running Maxxis tires as well. Maxxis.com for more information. Great mountain bike tires as well. And uh, yeah, thanks to the guys at Maxxis for coming on board with us. And Zacho did GNCC series, and, and, and Max is a big part of those that series as well. So thank you to the folks at Maxxis for coming on board. Zacho, uh, you mentioned the nerves, you mentioned the setup, you mentioned, you know, nothing is like, no practicing is like racing. So on the flip side, when you see Bam Bam win this race three times in a row, and Kenny is always uh, an Anaheim one uh, uh, guy. Um, what makes those guys able to ignore the noise and ignore the the stuff going on and excel at the opening round? I think a little bit of it's just feeling, right? Like you get to a point where you're you're just really comfortable in a stadium. You get there and you're like, oh yeah, this you know this is my mm-hmm. spot. Um, I think probably for both of those, well, for for Barsha at least. I know Kenny has some some tough history there, but I think, you know, Kenny, Kenny's kind of a gamer in my opinion. He, yeah. he really is like pretty clutch guy. Um, so I think that's, that's where it comes from for Kenny. Um, also, you know, I, I never really felt that like a one pressure because for me, every race was so much pressure. Like I always felt so much nerves and so much right um, on, on me. Like I didn't really differentiate it wasn't really possible. We know about the throwing up. Yeah. We know about the throwing up. (laughs) So so for me, like I only had one a one where I rate that I raced in the 450 class and I was extremely, uh, unwell, but, um, it just never really kind of like laid on me as much as, as other guys, even when I raced and I'm one in the lights class, I think I was on the podium three times there. Um, and it, it was just because it was just another race to me, you know, it wasn't really, yeah, anything crazy gnarly different pressure wise so um i think the guys that we see at the front are just guys who are there every weekend with the same expectation and um have have that little bit of extra fire cool awesome yeah um it's 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 different it's a different deal i mean look at we we've seen the bar show win three years in a row we've seen weird things happen a1 you know the Millsaps canard thing right that's just amazing um it's and then last year Eli, the the dude fell and still won, and we were yeah. like we were like he's better than ever on the Yamaha, and watch this dude win thirteen races this year, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think Eli's Eli. In my opinion, it's between Eli and Kenny for Saturday night. Yeah, I think Kenny either wins or or gets in the top five. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I don't know where he fits at right mm-hmm. there. Like, but I think he's definitely capable of winning. And I think Eli has the least change of anyone. You know, that sounds strange um, from perspective that he's coming off, uh, in my opinion, probably, well, I don't know, his shoulder thing was pretty bad, but uh, one of the bigger injuries of his career. But at the same time, he's fresh. He doesn't have that load from outdoors and SMX, um, you know, as far as training and all that stuff goes, mm-hmm. stress. Uh, he's probably coming in a little refreshed. Um, I would say he's starting with something similar to what he was racing last year I as far think, as the bike right? goes because yep. there, there wasn't, you know, a model change or a frame change or anything like that. So, um, to me, he he's the least question mark in my mind. Um, as strange as that may sound, I think I think his injury is fine. He looks awesome in videos. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of his typical self, which is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take some phone calls for Zach Osborne here on the show. Uh, we got a couple of lines open, 702-586-7857. We're still going to give away a pair of goggles as well. Uh, it is Brain kicks off the 2024 year, and I can't think of a better guy to, to call us in. What's up, Brain? How are you, man? Happy New Year, boys. You too. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year. Hope all is well. So 
I got two things that dumbfound me, and that's not hard to do, but undumbfound me. Uh, so one, how in the world does Michael Moseman not have a ride? Yeah, it's a good question. He was riding with the SLR Honda guys, uh, but then I heard he went and got his shoulder fixed, uh, so he's out for Supercross. But even, look, two years ago, he's winning races and challenging Hunter Lawrence, right? Um, How does he not have a spot on the factory ride is a little mystifying, Zacho. I agree with with Brain on this. Yeah, I think it's just been untimely injuries um, more than anything, and then just um, a stacked kind of uh, off season where there wasn't a lot of seat. There was a lot of seats open, but even more riders and more riders that were kind of in the eye, um, and that's how quickly you get shuffled. Honestly, yeah, it's crazy. All right, Brain. Yeah. So no, I got it. So number two. So with Bomer Racing West. In the mind of KTM, are we talking about a kick in the butt to Vial being like, hey, dude, what's going on here? Or do you think this is with Vial Racing East? Or is this kind of a you know a, a vote of confidence to Bomer to be like, let's go. We believe in you. What do you think, Zacho? Um, I don't know. I, I found it strange, to be honest. Um, Bomer trains with Davey Millsaps. They train in California. Um yep. Vial trains in in Florida. Um, you know, he had some small struggles in the whoops last year. East Coast whoops tend to be a little bit more mellow. Um, Bomer seems quite solid in the whoops. Davey was a great whoop rider. I'm sure he's prepared. So, to me, it kind of made sense. But also, like, why not give your, your rookie guy an extra, you know, it's only three weeks this year, four weeks, whatever. Um, but why not give him a little bit of extra time? But I guess, you know, their their approach is maybe he's, he's healthy, he's ready to go, let's give him a shot. Um, he raced some futures last year at Anaheim, so he knows it a little bit. Yeah, maybe that's um, it, right. Yeah, you're just a little I, I more know. comfy, it was, yeah. yeah. It was definitely like a, when I saw that, I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah. I wonder what the thinking is, but um, I, that, those were my couple of reasons that I could come up with. Thanks, Brain. Thanks for the call, man. See you, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. David's on three. He wants to talk about Mookie. What's up, David? Okay, so you hear this Mookie flying at the test track yep. story. Yep. So he used to he used to fly through the whoops, but then he would crash. But so he slowed it down and he started making it through seasons. So is this new flying at the test track track speed uh, because he's going through the whoops wide open again? Good question. I don't know. I just know Zacho. I heard from a few people that would know that work over there at your old place uh, that Mookie is having a hell of an off season. I don't know if you've heard that, Zacho. And and the, and the second question, I think uh, David's onto something here. Where did Mookie and Christian's whoop speed go on the on the white bike? Uh huh. I, I don't know. Um, I. I mean, Mookie always looks good in videos to me. Like, he always looks fast. He always looks spicy. He has this little, um, like, seat bounce thing that he does that, I that like, generates speed, which is out of the ordinary, in my opinion. Normally, if you're seat bouncing, you're going super high, but he can, like, seat bounce and, and push through. Like, it's, it's strange, but um, that's super intricate details of what I'm looking for. But he... I definitely think he's fast, you know. I think he def- has to find some consistency throughout the whole year. And um, as far as whoop speed goes, I don't really know. I mean, I think that they, you know, hopefully they have it a little more figured out. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. There is there is definitely something happened with whoops with those guys. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, let's go to David on five about Ferrandis. Go ahead, David. Hey, thanks for taking my call today. No problem. So, Zacho and Steve, what if you could point at one thing, what's the one thing that will hold Ferrandis back on a Phoenix Honda compared to a factory bike? Because I know with 450, I mean, they can build power, and he's got Ziggy with suspension. Is it engine management? What, what would be the one thing that would hold him back the most? Honestly, to me, just just having the people around you that are, like, super smart, and are the best of the best, whether it's electronics, whether it's chassis, suspension, all of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the bike's probably not as light as it, it can be. I doubt he has transmission stuff in there. Um, all of that little tiny stuff that Zach knows about factory bikes is going to hold him back. But there is the caveat that if you're happy 
and you you don't know what you don't know, and you're just happy with your bike, then you can crush it. What do you think, Zacho? Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing with the first part of your answer. Like that synergy of just a bunch of people pulling in the same direction is is hard to stop. Um, I do think he has a good bike, though. I know Factory Connection really has their stuff together right now, um, having experienced it the last two years um, and still currently. Um, I... I don't think, I don't think he's any worse on a Phoenix Honda, to be honest, um, than he was really? last year. Really? Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm I, skeptical. I don't know. I, yeah. I, he just did, He never seemed. Um, he, he never seemed to gel there at Star um, for whatever reason. I mean, sure. it, you know, it is what it is. It's, everybody has their own things, but um, like you also said, see, like if you're happy, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. who cares? It, it is what it is. Placebo takes over. Yeah, I agree totally. Uh, David, do you want a pair of goggles or a set of uh, Fly Racing FR5 boots? Um, actually, uh, I can't ride anymore. So okay. Oh. I can use them. Very nice of you. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. We'll see you Saturday, huh? Sounds good, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Hunter Lawrence question from Charles. Charles, go ahead with your Hunter Lawrence take. So I think Hunter Lawrence is Ivan Tedesco. Uh, you look at career length in the class. I even looked a little further. Their birthdays are both in August. They mm. both came into the premier class at 24, almost 25 years old. They both came up through about three teams. When you look at Hunter on Suzuki in Europe, Tedesco on Plano, then Yamaha Troy, Hunter on Factory Connect. Oh, we lost you. Yeah. Then Tedesco. You're are back. you there? Yeah, you're back. Then Tedesco gets to Pro Circuit. Arguably, you know, the best team at the time. Hunter gets to Factory Honda, which seems to really have that 250 working well, and then wins titles. Also, if you look at it, they both have brothers they race with. They both raced against kind of uber-talented phenoms. Hunter racing his brother Jet and Ivan racing Bubba. And then going into the 450 class in a pretty stacked 450 class when you look at Ivan, who he had to go race against, and Hunter, who he has to go race against. Yeah, not a, not a bad comparison. Zacho, uh, thanks for the call. Thanks, man. Thanks, Charles. No problem. Uh, Zacho, I brought your name up into this when we talked about Hunter Lawrence. Like, uh, wherever you stand on Hunter Lawrence, he's a little like yourself. He's a little like Tedesco. He's a little like AP. He's a older guy that broke through and won double championships and is jumping to the 450 class. Now, there's nothing wrong with your career or Aaron Plessinger's career, or Ivan Tedesco's career. You won one 450 Supercross. Tedesco never won one. AP has not won one, although he was a half a lap away. And those are careers that 99% of the dirt bike racing world would take. However, they are not you know, title-winning careers. And I'm, yeah. I'm not to shit on you, Zach, on your first show, by the way. No, um, not at all. But, but So my thinking of Hunter Lawrence, Zach, is, is, is what's different from Hunter – to the guys I just named, including yourself? Um, Hunter's a, a lot wiser, a lot younger than I was, right? Like, yep. I don't know, how old is he? 24, 24. 24, 24. Yeah. 24. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I wish I was 24 going into the 450 class. It would have changed. Uh, I feel like it would have changed a lot for me, but that was just the progression I was on. Sure. Um, I think... I, I guess I never really realized Ivan was as young as he was when he went to the 450 class, which um, he, they, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he made a great comparison um, there with that, yeah. with his face. I mean, yeah. um, but I think the ceiling's pretty high for Hunter. I think he's really smart. He's a savvy racer. Um, and yep. I, I think he, he has a little longer um, future than I did, or, or Ivan did, or you know, whoever AP. you wanted. Well, or AP, like AP's now that double 250 champion at 24 years old, or whatever AP was. He's right around there. And, yeah. like, I, again, 99% of people would take Aaron Plessinger's career, but I don't see him winning a championship anytime soon, right? Um, right. And, and, and he's a great second guy, uh, uh, you know. And, and, I, and I'm old enough to remember debating Ivan Tedesco and being like, oh, shit, like he's under Ricky's wing, he's the double champion, like here it comes. And it never happened for Ivan for various reasons yeah. and a great career. But So, yeah, my comparison to Hunter Lawrence is what do you think, what's different? And to me, there's not a lot different. Now, we'll see. There's obviously. not a lot, but so, I, I, do, yep. I do think he has um, 
good people around him. I think he mm-hmm. is, like I said, a savvy, yeah. smart racer. Sure. Um, you know, I think he's avoided a lot of the like big hits and the big massive injuries. The last couple of years, he's been really, really solid. Um, and, and I think that's what kind of shortens the span and um, lengthens the memory, right? It's okay. like, <laughs> oh, that, I don't want to do that again, you know? Um, but but I think his feelings a little higher um, okay. than all that have been mentioned, honestly. Because I, uh, I watched I, uh, Zach Osborne at Paris, and I came back from Paris before the 450 debut, and I was like, you guys wait, man. You wait. Yeah, but I got hurt. That, that's the thing. Like, did, yeah, I, I got true. injured, and that ruined the whole Supercross season. You know, like, yep. that's just that's how quick it happens. And I think he's smart, and, and he has good people around him to – to help him avoid those yeah. things. Not that I didn't. I just, yeah, yeah. I was a hammerhead, right? Like right. I was always going to go for it in practice. But uh, um, all right, got a question. Yeah. On, yeah, okay, sorry, we got a question on two from Jeb about the track. Go ahead, Jeb. Uh, yeah, you guys already kind of touched on it, uh, but I was watching a video and one of the Dirtworks guys said, you know, they got some rain earlier this week, and he said that most of the track would be great, but. He said the one side, like the first base side, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't ever get any sunlight. So how much do you think that could kind of throw the guys for a loop with it being one section on bike setup? And is it enough to maybe some of these guys that are chasing the bike, maybe uh, Chase Sexton, Cooper Webb, uh, how much could that affect their main event on Saturday night? Great question, Zeb. Uh, we'll let you go, but before you, we do put you on hold, do you want a pair of goggles or boots? Oh, dude, some boots. Thank you. All right, we'll put you on hold. Thanks for calling the show. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, good question, Zacho. You've been there with, with the shadows and the, the ruts and everything. You mentioned you touched on it. They're kind of tricky. Yeah, I I don't – I mean, I don't think there's any more rain in the forecast. So, to me, the track's going to be pretty even by Saturday uh, after they ride press tomorrow and they, you know, grade it back and everything. I think it's going to be pretty steady, but um, – Either way, you know, having had rain leading up, I think it's going to get pretty ruddy altogether. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a setup track, in my opinion. Will something change in Anaheim for the 5 p.m. night show start as opposed to 7 p.m. night show start? Um, I think it gets a little less flicked off. A little less, um, okay. Just, yep. Yeah, just because as it, as the night goes on, the moisture builds and it just gets worse and worse. So I think that it gets a, I think the track stays a little better. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, thanks for calling, Jeb. we got Zach Osborne for a little bit longer. Gage has a, a beta question. Do, Zacho, do you see beta or you say beta? What do you say, Zacho? I, I say beta, but I'm American. I know pretty much the rest of the world says beta. Okay. All right, Gage, go ahead. Yes, I heard uh, Nichols is actually going to be out and going to be missing the first few rounds with a a rotator cuff issue. Looks like John Short is going to be taking a fill-in position. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Good for John. Yeah. Yeah, so just kind of wanted to see what you guys had heard about that, seeing how the progression of the beta or beta bikes are coming up uh, through Supercross. What do you th- What do you think, Zacho, of this beta effort? Uh, I'm a little skeptical um, for different reasons, but what do you think? Um, I think it's nice to see, right? Like it's another team in the pits and uh, another couple of paying rides. Um, the bike looks good um, in pictures. Uh, the only riding I've seen is like videos of Benny, and it looks good you know, under him. So mm-hmm. I think definitely it's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of different things that they figure out about the bike that they've never had, never Here, seen before. Here's um, the point. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Zacho. I do that a lot in the show, so you'll get used to it. It's okay. Uh, here's what I'm worried about, Zacho. And I said this on a, on a recent show, like, so you have beta. It's not, you know, obviously in Amer- in the Europe, in the, in Europe, it's, it's Ben Watson. It's a full beta effort, right? It's a full factory bike. From what I understand, they have some help from those guys, but not, you know, it's not a full factory over here. It's the importer running this effort, you know, with Beta. And, like, I, okay, like, I need to go over there for Anaheim 1 and see what's up. But, you know, where is where is Bones Bacon? Where is a Larry Brooks? Where is a Theo Lockwood? Where is a Scuba Steve on this team that knows Supercross well and can be like, you know, because they've already had some mechanicals happen. And I'm skeptical 
like, you know, Carlin Gardner is awesome. He's a good dude. Uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. Um, but, like, I'm skeptical of, like, the infrastructure and the staff for a brand-new bike in Supercross. That's where I'm at, Zach. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think every team goes through that progression where they get to a level and then they need to level up and then they need to level up, and that's when kind of what sorts the players and the stayers. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of agree. They're yeah. going to need some really smart people, some people that know Supercross. They're going to have to do some some under-the-table hiring and um, making things happen. Um to, to really right. take it to the next level. I, I honestly didn't realize that it wasn't full factory. I thought that they had some, some uh, you know, Euro support and all that stuff. But, well, I yeah, think they have like, hey, you can email us and we'll tell you what we did or we can tell yeah, you, you I know, mean, things like that. I, but I thought it was way more than that. I don't believe it is. I could be wrong, and we'll know more after Anaheim, but from what I understand, it's really the USA importer starting this, you know? So yeah. um, they could have applied for a works bike exemption if they wanted to take, you know, Ben Watson's bike over, which I don't believe they did. Or maybe the production bike is Ben Watson's bike. I don't know. Yeah, that's one thing I don't understand. Like, everybody has one, and you can use it once every 10 years. Is that correct? I thought you could just use it once. I didn't know every 10 years, but you can just use it I thought it was once every 10 years. I may be wrong. I may have changed. I really don't know. But, like, I I feel like everybody just holds on to them for this moment that they're going to need it. But nobody ever needs it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Before we let you go, Zacho, uh... Jason Thomas, online uh, one. Uh, JT, what's up? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm walking in Anaheim right now. Just really part of the part of the scene here. Part of it, yeah, absolutely. So Zacho is going to be our regular guy here, JT. Uh, and I want to before I let you go because JT and I had a little bit of spirited debate on this uh, over text in, in a couple of shows. Zacho, if 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 your guy, if, if fly racing guy RJ Hampshire, if he's ever going to do it, Zacho. It's going to be this year. JT thinks so. Um, and and wh- where are you at? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm always positive on RJ. Honestly, I I think he is more than capable. I don't think there's ever been any question of that. Um, it seems like the older he gets, the wiser he gets. Honestly, um, and I, you know, I, I think he's just he's in a good spot. Um, he he's the one guy that's really positive on the bike i think like the the, the current model mm-hmm. um and i yeah I, okay. it's his it's his time if, if he's going to make it happen he's got to make it happen you know last year he was kind of battling the impossible with uh with jet and he had that one big mistake um at the triple crown right. in anaheim that cost him massively um, but he, you know, in in hindsight, he wasn't going to be Jet anyways. Mm-hmm. But I think that looking at the field, he's got an extremely good chance at it. It's kind of where JT's at. I think that's exactly what he's saying. It. So uh, I'm a little more skeptical, but yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, Zacho. Before we let you go, Wait, why why are you more skeptical? Give, uh, me, give me some. Just because, like, okay, if that race at Anaheim two, if it wasn't a triple crown, he DNFs, right? So he still made yeah. the big massive mistake, and then he, you know, he jumped into Phil in the third race of that Triple Crown, and, and also grenaded himself. So I just look yeah. at RJ is going to have a moment or two where he does that. You know, Steve. Steve, the one thing I would add there, even if he did DNF that race, he still gets second in the series. Yeah. So yeah, that didn't really change much as far as the points went. He wasn't going to be right. Jet A yep. and B. Uh, the big mistake happened, so it wasn't going to happen. Right. You know, it was over anyway. Yeah. Give him, yeah. So, given the DNF, he's still the second guy behind Jed in that series. Okay. Well, yeah. and things change when the spotlight's on I you do. as the favorite. They do. I'm just so, saying, yeah, yeah. you keep hanging on that A2 thing, but in the end, the way it went, it didn't matter. Yeah, but, you know, you can't win a tie. You can because it's been done, but it's very hard to win a championship with a DNF. Uh, I get and, it. I'm just saying the so, way it played out, yeah. as consistent as he was at every other race, he could have. Yeah. It would have, yep. it would have played no, out that listen, way. Now this year's a new year, different yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, Shimoda's there, Kitchen's there. I, I get it, but right, it would have last year. All right, Zacho, we'll let you go. Great debut part, but we're not going to let you go without putting you on the hot seat here. Uh, two questions: Who's your winner? Anaheim won both classes. Uh, I'm going to go Eli and Shimoda. Okay, fair enough. And then. Lots of buzz around you, Zacho. Like Club MX buzz, CDR buzz, uh, MX 101 buzz. A lot of buzz around you, Zacho. What are we doing? There's a lot of buzz. Uh, currently, I'm sitting in my garage um, 
talking to you, so I'll have more updates in the next <laughs> month or so, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Let us know what the buzz is as we go. Okay. Okay, thanks, buddy. Great job. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See ya. That's Zach Osborne, everybody. A lot of buzz, JT, with Zacho. Yeah, but I don't ever know what the buzz is about. Like, is he racing? Is he racing in the woods? Is he going to race, I, like, who flat knows? track? Yeah. Is he going to Canada? Is he going to Australia? Is he racing Manjum up? Yeah, no. He, I never know what he's No, doing. he's – I think he's – A lot of buzz. He's confused. It's a lot of confusing yeah, that, buzz. that's a better word. That's right. a better word. Uh, all right, Jason Thomas here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Uh, thank, thank you to folks at Fly Racing. Uh, love the new set of stuff 2024. Done a really good job of that. Moved the BOA to uh, a little better spot. Added some stretchy panels. I love the kinetic mesh for the Fly Racing. It's my favorite set of gear. Although I wore it yesterday riding, and it was great, but it was too cold. Uh, it was really chilly here. I made a bad choice in gear selection to go riding um, because I froze. So remember, yeah, folks. Yeah, that's always our... Yeah. Always our fear when we uh, we typically launch that stuff in Daytona, and we're always terrified of cold. cold yeah, yeah. Just be careful. If you, it's so cool, it's so vented that if you if it is chilly outside, you're you may not enjoy yourself. Uh, thank you, the folks at Decal Works. By the way, uh, Pulpamex twenty four is a code to save. Number one for many reasons. Decal Works mission is to cater to those who want to and love to ride, and upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. DecalMX.com. These guys are great for number plate background stickers, all of that. Use the code to save. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works. Uh, all right, JT. So track is rather simple, right? You, you, you've, you've seen it. You looked at it. Yep. And, that, and that's a common Anaheim one thing. Um, not a couple years. I think a couple years ago it, it was. It has been. Yeah, not every time. Sometimes they surprise yeah. us and hit us with a, a brutal one. But yeah. more times than not, they kind of go easy on A1. Yeah, so this one, so this one you're also um, you're previewing it to be rather simple for everybody. Yeah, you know, there could be some variables. Like there's one rhythm section that'll, that has some bigger options. But you don't have to go huge, right? So if you wanted to keep it chill, you totally could. You don't have to go crazy in that section. Um, and then the other thing that could really throw a wrench in is that they just went all to the wall in the whoops, right? If they like really just stepped out and made the whoops super gnarly, yep. that would raise the, the level of difficulty. But on the surface, on paper, you know, that's kind of all we have to go off of leading up to it. It is pretty basic. Yeah, that, that, which is I think is fine and it's great, and we'll learn more as we go on. But let's get these guys' nerves are high. Set up all that stuff. Yeah, give them an easy track. I'm fine with it. I'm not. I'm not here to to you know. There's sometimes like we've talked about many times. You walk into round 13, and it's a football stadium, and it's a totally uninspired uh, layout, right? Um, and yeah. you're, you're just like, okay, well, here's what they're going to do all day long, and it happens. But I'm fine for Anaheim one being that way. Absolutely. So who do you who do you think it favors when it's when it's like that? Um, I think it favors a guy that can keep it together. Um, and get a good start and not freak yeah. out. Like just, you know, if I was a coach of a guy and I saw a track like that and there was no visible way, like, you know, I'm not going to do this quad, let's say, or whatever it is that you're talking about in this rhythm, um, I'm telling my guy, dude, literally just do 20 minutes at the same pace, jump the same things, don't worry about that quad, never even think about it, and and work on your start. There you go. Stay away yeah, from the carnage. I think it's, yeah, I think it kind of leans towards the good starters. Um, and then the guys that are in really good shape. Because when the track's easy like that, it's going to be super high intensity the whole time, right? There's yep. just going to be nothing to separate. So they're just going to be full send all the time and not really having to, like, check up anywhere. So yeah. I don't know who to point to in that scenario, but yeah. that's kind of what I, what I think. Well, Zacho, before you got on, Zacho was very big on Prado because of the starts. And, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to help, but I don't know. Like, if you're, if you're telling me that Prado's going to come in and be, like, third, no, I just yeah. I don't I don't see that. No, he didn't say like, that. Just he just don't. said it would set him okay. up. It would set him up. It's nicely. gonna set him up nicely. No, no question about it. Just twenty one minutes is a long time, and I think he's gonna be nervous. And there's just a whole acclimation period he's gonna have to go through. So yeah, right. I, I think if, as long as he just gets good starts, gets a decent result, and, and keeps it moving, that's yep. that's success. Uh, Five p.m. night show start. Uh, wine, dine, wine me, dine me, sixty nine me, all the fireworks, you know, all of that. You, you, you're on record for this. Um, I want to be yeah. wined and dined, and I'll just say it, 69. Mm-hmm. So where are you at with this 5 p.m. night show start? You know what? If it was, uh, if we were later in the year, I would have a really tough time with it. Okay. But knowing that sunset is at 4.58 p.m., I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Like, so is you, it going to be gonna get pitch it. black? Right. Maybe not. Yeah. But I think we're going to have enough 
of that atmosphere to to satisfy, let's say, satisfy my needs. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Good. I'm glad glad to know that. I didn't know where you stood on that. Um, <clears throat> possible. We t- we touched on this on on the. Uh, and we, we see your calls, everybody. We're going to get to them. Thank you for calling. Uh, we touched on this on the um, Pulp Show. There's a new rule. Davey wrote about it maybe two months ago. 22nd place in the main event gets zero points. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. they, they changed this. Um, okay. I'm in a group of privateers. I'm in a group text on the privateers, and, like, these savages just go on and on about everything. Right? I don't like it. I'm, um, I think I'm going to be with them. Yeah, they're, like, saying... It's three hundred more bucks than the fifth place in the LCQ, yep. and it's no points, and like it's not doing twenty minutes possible, you know, carnage. Like why? Well, you know? Yeah, I don't care. The money to me is whatever. I, mean, I know as a private chair, it's not whatever. But it, in my argument, it's whatever. That's mm-hmm. not for me to worry about. But it's, it is such an accomplishment for many of these guys to qualify. You can see how excited they are. They're fist pumping and, and high-fiving if they make it. Like, that's a big deal. And for them to accomplish that and not get a point if they happen to be 22nd, I just don't yeah. I don't feel right about that. I don't think someone has to get 22nd. Like, if you're purely doing it to punish, like, a factory guy or superstar that DNFs, okay, but you're going to end up punishing the privateer more times than not, and I, I don't think that's yeah, really it, appropriate. Yeah, and it's just based on the, you know, they obviously have the 25-22. They went back to that. Um, and they didn't want yeah, to give one. They, they didn't want to do that. And who I'm cares? just like, yeah, who yeah, cares? I, I give know, them one. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. And now, now outdoors 21st gets a point. Oh, really? Yes. So no longer 21st is zero points. It, it, what are we? Is this just anarchy? I, I don't know, man. Did. I didn't know. I, th- I thought you knew this. Nobody That's why shit about the rules. <laughs> I didn't know you knew. I didn't know you didn't know this. So I was bringing it up like, uh, no, okay, yes. Uh, so stay tuned on Monday I night. Just, I may just lose my mind on this on the race call tomorrow night about this. I'm going to ask some people this weekend. I didn't I didn't rant about it this weekend because I, I do want to ask sort of the rationale behind it before I just fly off the handle because you know me I, I you know I don't always just fly off the handle. Uh, I, I, but Never. but I get a sense of like I don't like it and I, I'm ready to ready to let go. So why are we going one? I, what, what's the differentiation? Why are we going further in outdoors and less in Supercross? Well, because, because of the 21st and 22nd. Yeah, we're just going in Supercross. Just give at, 22nd a point. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Can you, can you imagine doing 20 minutes on, on a rut-filled fucking Indianapolis Supercross and you come away with zero points? I don't have points? to imagine it. I've done it. Yeah, and you Fuck. come away with zero points. Like zero. That's bullshit. So, um... My All right, first national ever. I raced thirty-five minutes and got oh, zero points uh, for twenty-first. Yeah, and who and who beat you? Ty Birdwell, Matt, Steve Mathis, Steve Mathis, Ty, Ty Birdwell. Birdwell, keeping JT away from the points. Yeah, oh, what yeah. was I supposed to do up against that though? Uh, th- nothing. Yeah, nothing against that dreaded combo. Okay, uh, more phone calls here. Uh, Dustin on one has a fly racing question. Go ahead, Dustin. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just have a question with uh, sign-in riders, whether for it's a team deal or, but mostly an individual rider. Um, how much often does the you know say, like Jason, would you go after a rider, talk to him before the contract's up, or how often do riders come up to you and say, hey, I'm interested in riding for fly? And then say even someone that doesn't race, I know you guys just signed Jeremy Stenberg. You know, I know he's got a huge you know online presence, but you know, I know that nowadays it seems like almost just as more profitable as say race results i was just curious how that different how that difference and that is yeah it, it just really depends on who the rider is um for instance like we we really tried hard to sign aaron plessinger this year that was my number one goal it was the guy i had circled so i started that conversation pretty early just because i wanted to let it be known that uh we were very interested in, in having him represent our brand um so yeah the you know the more high profile guy the better you the earlier you better start because you just have to assume that everybody wants him, and most notably, his current employer wants him. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a, a delicate balance. You kind of say, hey, we're very, very interested in having that conversation when and if it's appropriate. If you're interested, great. Um, we'd love to talk to you. And then it just, you know, unfortunately, it kind of uh, dwindles from there. Like, the, you know, the privateer guys and the, the riders that are just looking for product are pretty late, you know. Um, we, I think we do a pretty good job of retaining our riders pretty early just because like, yeah, yeah, you're good. We, we love to have you. Thanks for being a part of this. But for newer riders, you'll get a lot of last minute guys that are, uh, that are looking for help or looking for support. And, and we try to do our best to facilitate those, but it's just like anything else. The, the more important ones start earlier. 
All right, there you go, Dustin. Thanks, man. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, And also, too, uh, um, speaking of that, you know, I've re-upped with Fly for 2024, obviously, uh, intense heated negotiations, but we got it done. My deal was up at the end of 23, and we're back on with Fly and WPS. So thanks, JT. Heavy negotiations there. Heavy. Heavy. Uh, All right, Matt's on three. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, uh, scrolling across Instagram, and I I catch this clown. His, His name is Main Event Moto. Uh, spouting off a bunch of stuff for, like, A1. What's your thoughts on this guy? Uh, short guy, arena cross champion? Regional arena cross uh, champion? I think, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but he, he, is, uh, I mean, he is coming uh, uh, in on Monday for the Pulp Show. So, oh, yeah, looking, okay. forward, looking forward to that. We'll, 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 we'll talk then. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Okay, Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Sean's on, too. What's up, Sean? Hey, guys. Um... So A1's around the corner, and we have Hero Dirt here in SoCal. Uh, what will it take to get you to bring your mountain bike and come ride Laguna and all the trails that are out here uh, in SoCal? Uh, yeah, I've, I've ridden some of those. I've ridden some stuff all by Oakley and um, up by off of the PCH. Uh, I've done some of that stuff. Um, I rode one up by uh, uh, Hollywood, um, Pasadena, all that. So I've had some great times up there. But, Sean, yeah, no, no plans to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know Troy Lee puts on a ride a couple times a year, he so does, I figured yeah. that you would be interested in doing yeah, that kind of stuff, too. I would, but I like coming back home and getting in and out, you know? So um, that's kind of how I roll. But listen, Sean, um, maybe someday, but we do have a set of 100% goggles if you want. Uh, no, it's okay. okay. I'm an Oakley guy. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate it. All right, thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. You want to talk about uh, ECUs on the factory Honda team? Yeah, Get supplies that. The data loggers, the ECUs, all of that, the uh, launch control as well. So thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Two-stroke stuff is absolutely doing a great job uh, for those guys. And uh, so the, the EFI two-stroke bikes need uh, a, a CDI, and uh, Get guys have that for you. So email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to the folks at Get and Athena and uh, get you a deal. And, of course, Fly Racing, FR5 boots today, JT. Great job on that one. Uh, that's a real good prize we gave away, so thank you to that. It's a mid-level yeah, boot. Yeah, started off big. We did, we did, we did do that. Uh, so thank you to those guys, uh, Fly Racing, for coming on board with us. Uh, JT, the one wild card, like, Kind of 450 wise that we we've talked a lot about um, you know all the championship guys and then Hunter Lawrence is getting a lot of buzz and Jorge Prado is getting a lot of buzz. Um, those are interesting guys for the season. And as amazing as it sounds, JT Adam Cincirillo is kind of real low key uh, for everybody. I feel like in my group texts, in uh, on on social media, and you know he this is a race he I don't know if he led last year. He might have led a lap or two, but he was right up front for a while before fading back with what turned out to be a consistent arm problem. But, yeah, for the first time in Adam Cincirillo's career, JT, there's not much buzz. No, and I think it's fair. Um, I mean, there's really been no resolution with the arm thing, right? And, and if he had gone in and done something in October and be like, man, no, I'm good. Like, my arms are fixed. I'm kind of back. You know, the, I, would, I would think there would be more hype. Uh, but knowing that there hasn't been much change there and he's going to be still be fighting the same thing, mm-hmm. then I think you just have to lump him in with the pack. And that doesn't mean he can't have good weekends here and there, but it just sounds like he's still going to be fighting the same situation as he did before, which makes me think we're going to see the same things that we did before. Okay. Um, I got a sense that it's a little better. You didn't get that okay. sense? Not really, just because there was no like, like pure fix. You know, typically okay. things don't get better unless you do something to make them better. Like, it didn't sound like it healed or anything like that. So I, I would love for that to be the case. Like, I'm here mm-hmm. for it if he's good to go. I just – I'm kind of just show me. You know, if you come out and you're you're good for 21 minutes as the old Adam, then I'm all on board. Like, okay. that goes without saying. But it just seems like we're kind of in the same spot we were last year. If he is in the same spot as he was last year, he did get on the box uh, near the end of the year, and he, ha- you know, he stayed healthy. He missed two rounds, so relatively healthy. Um, I think he missed two. Um, does is is what if he, if you just replicate his twenty twenty four to be just like his twenty twenty three, where he goes backwards a lot, he misses a couple races, but he does get on the box one time and. You know, he's, he's, he's his usual Adam Cincirillo self. 
Is that enough, JT, for Kawasaki to, to keep them going? And it's really tough. Um, and so that's a really hard answer to give because if you're Kawasaki, you have to look at what are your who are your potential suitors or, or potential prospects coming up that you're going to hold on to Adam and not give a chance to. Um, so I think it's possible, but they're going to have to really survey the landscape. And if there's no one that just is jumping off the page, no one's available that they really want to go get, then maybe. Um, but I do think it's a really critical year for Adam if he wants to continue on that team. Okay. So, yeah, I take it like you think that maybe, yeah, maybe it can happen if he, if he doesn't. Well, yeah. if he's running around like 8, 9, 10 and he still has the same arm issues, what are you going to do with your Cowies, right? Like, you know, they're not out there to get 8, 9, 10. That's, you know, that's, that's a fact, mm-hmm. right? They want to win, and they have to be thinking about the future. And if there's really no fix in the you know, near or long term for Adam, if they don't know what to do, then how can you really blame them? Sure, sure. Uh, hey, by the way, third caller right now gets a pair of 100% goggles. Uh, Pulp 30 is the code to save with 100%. Casual wear, uh, mountain bike gear. Of course, goggles, Star Racing, Jet Lawrence, on and on and on. The list goes on for 100%, guys. And so please, third caller right now, 702-586-PULP, wins a pair of 100% goggles. Thank you for listening, everybody. So, okay, I'm going to flip it around on the 250 class now. And the Adam Scene Cirillo of the 250 class is probably Nate Thrasher, JT. Like, at one point, this dude only won speedway races where he had to ride the LCQs, right? Uh, He got past that. He was very good, challenged Hunter Lawrence a lot, then got injured. And we are talking about Kitsch and his raw speed and how he won. And we know Schmoda and Hampshire. That, that, those are the guys. But when you look at the, the – thanks to FMX Reference, there was something about Nate Thrasher and laps led of the class this morning on, on Twitter. And you look at the wins that he has. Like, we're not talking maybe enough about Nate Thrasher. Yeah, see, so – I, lo- I lost you in the plot there. Where you, I thought you were saying that was kind of like Adam because I would think it's not like Adam. I think he's still like uh, his best days. Ahead. No, what I mean is low buzz, low talk. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, well, not I, focusing enough on Nate being uh, coming into the yeah. season. Yeah, I was I was very surprised that he was going to be riding west. And I guess when you have to move Hayden to east, then it makes the most sense. Um, but I think he got, you know, such a late announcement that he was going to be back and on the West Coast that I, I don't think there was time for the buzz to build. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Uh, my only question is there's been so little buzz, I just have no idea how ready he is. You know, if you're telling me he's on the form he was a lap before he got hurt in Atlanta, then I'm, I'm all about it. Like he, he will mm-hmm. be a title contender. I just have no idea where he is in that recovery. Sure. Yeah, I, I feel like we're, we're maybe not focusing on him enough because the dude – the dude raced Hunter Lawrence. Hunter was better. Hunter was slightly better. Not by much, yep. though. Uh, and, and but he was great. Yeah, I mean, there's he was. no doubt yeah. about him being great. And so, if he's back there, then we are all doing a disservice by not talking about him. Right. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe this is a dude that could come in and, and, and show us uh, what's up. So, um, uh, all right, JT, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Give me, uh, give me your winners this weekend. Uh, A1, so tricky. Um, I'm just going to go with Jet, like I said, on the, on yep. the fantasy show. I just, I've just learned better than to pick against him. Doesn't mean he's going to win, but I think his odds are the best of winning if you just look across you know, the whole lineup. And then in uh, 250, I like RJ. I think he starts fast. He was really good at A1 last year, and I think he's coming in with more confidence than he's ever had. I just think he feels like he's the guy to beat. Right. Whether or not he ends up being the guy to beat is, is for him to decide, yeah. uh, but I think that's what he believes in his heart. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Can't go that that can't the, that's not you can't go wrong with those picks. I don't think so. Um, yeah, good job on that. Uh, all right, so press conference tomorrow. Uh, you're hosting it with Jason Wygant, this Wygant character. Uh, so looking forward yeah. to that. And he'll then, be doing uh, all the heavy lifting. I'm sure. I'll just kind yes. of be along for the ride and whatever. But yeah, yeah he's, we are. He, he, he's a professional. Let him do it. Um, he is. He truly is. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the time on the show. Uh, we're kicking off 2024, so we'll have you on a lot as usual. Uh, Fly Racing Sounds Moto good. 60 Show. Thank you, man. All right, see ya. All right, everybody. We got our winner for the 100% goggles, by the way. Thank you to uh, Jason Thomas and Zach Osborne. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, 100%. Maxis, Decal Works, Vertex, Get, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. Your calls, too. Great to see all the calls come through uh, this week. And uh, and we're going to be here each Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Marks, great work today. Thank you. Amazing stuff. Some of my best, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're really starting off strong. Yep. Tits, uh, not bad. Not bad. Hmm.
Okay, that's fine. I'll accept that. <laughs> he's just fine. With yeah, that. He, he is fine with that. He's fine with everything. Yeah, yeah. he's. Just, uh, all just, right, everybody. That's a that's a wrap on the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty show. This is where you play the outro music. If you're, uh, there oh, we right, go. We're just getting back in the swing of things. Not as bad as Talon's mistake on Monday night. <laughs> Good God. Good God. Uh, I rewatched that a little bit ago. It was really funny. Jeff Ward, Rick Johnson. <sighs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. See you next week.